Welcome back to the Relatable Single Girl Podcast, where we share the griefs, challenges, and joys of singlehood. I'm your host, Treasure B. John, and I am so glad that you pressed play. So today on the podcast, I have Liz Cox. So Liz, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Okay, perfect. Hi, guys. I am Liz Cox. I um, am originally from Lexington, Kentucky, but I have called Charleston, South Carolina home for the last year or so. Um, I am 31, single, living my best life, (laughs) and um, I am a business owner. I run, run my own company where we do everything from brand management, to brand photography, um, to business coaching, just kind of an umbrella of <laughs> whatever someone needs, essentially we can do in the, in the world of marketing and branding. So yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a tiny taste of, of what my life looks like. Do you also do stuff with weddings? I feel like I looked at your story and saw you like, <laughs> tell me, tell me more about that. Yes, yes. So the majority um, my background is the wedding industry. I've been in the industry for going on 10 years. Yeah, um, which is just wild. But I started out as a wedding photographer and then got into the bridal world um, probably right, right after college. So Oh my gosh, how long ago was that now? Who knows? Seven, eight years of way too long. It makes me want to throw up. Um, but got into the world of bridal and um, managed a bridal shop, owned a bridal shop. Um, what? Yeah, I feel like I'm a cat that's like lived seven lives. No, already. tell me. How did you? <laughs> I guess, first of all, how did you even? Is this something that you wanted to do after college? And you were like, I'm going to do this? Or like, how did okay. it start? Honey, no is the immediate answer. Um, Just that God is really funny. So I actually, my degree is in family sciences. So my, the trajectory I thought I was on was to be a family and marriage therapist. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So funny. And I mean, thank you, God, that I'm not doing that. Um, Shout out to all the therapists in the world. I praise you, (laughs) but I'm so thankful my job is not yours. Um, But yeah, so I had started doing wedding photography and videography in college. And the year after college, I did this um, program because I from going straight by master's and Long story short, this program was um, kind of like a post-college discipleship internship type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it was having a like part-time job with someone who was running a business as a believer, um, just so you could okay. kind of get an insight into what it looks like to really infiltrate your faith into your work and all this stuff. And so... Um, I was sitting down with the job board and they were like, well, you know, like to, to get you in a part-time job, like in the field of, you know, therapy work, like that's not really a thing. It would probably look like you being a front desk receptionist. And that feels like a waste of your 
skill set. And I was like, I appreciate that. <laughs> and they were like, but have you heard of this bridal boutique in town? And I was like, oh yeah. It was like the place everybody went to. Um, Where was to- it then? It was back home in Lexington. It's called Twirl. Okay. And um, yeah, the job board was like, well, the owner was my college roommate and still one of my best friends. Like, do you just want to work there and just have fun for like nine months? And I was like, yes. Yes. Like, put me in coach. That's what I want. And so, yeah, so I started working at this bridal boutique as just their social media manager and a part-time stylist. And then life and God are wild. And so within six months of that, I became full-time manager. And then within a year and a half of when I started there, the owner and I opened up a second bridal store. Uh, And we had that for about, about four years. We closed September of 2019. Thank you, God. Um, Just because we knew that it was time and Gosh, if we had had two brick and mortars <laughs> during 2020, I I don't know that I'd be sitting here. <laughs> like it was just so bad. So that was God's just providence um, over us for that. And actually, us closing the physical store is what kind of got us into the co- coaching and consulting world. Um, we started taking on a lot of clients in that that realm, and that's really what spearheaded the company I have now really how that all develops. So it's, it's been a crazy ride, but nowadays I still get to dip my toe in, you know, one-on-one working with brides directly through doing, um, day of dressing services for weddings. So I'll go in, um, my, my boss for that kind of flies me all over the place and I go in and get to just like their bridesmaids and groomsmen's and grooms just for basically any fashion emergency that may come we'll go in and we'll steam all of their things sew buttons back on that pop off you know carry the train make sure everything's good and bustle her afterwards and help her dance the night away without tripping on her train so <laughs> it, that's nice. been that's been a fun thing so yes if it still looks like well very long story um all that to say that I'm still very much in the wedding and bridal world, just in a very different capacity. The majority of our clients for um, our marketing company are bridal store owners or wedding professionals in some some way or, you know, in some degree. Um, and then we have kind of some one-offs, um, just small businesses that we're like, yeah, we feel like we could we could serve you well. But for the majority, um, all of those fine folks of ours are – the crazies running the wedding world. <laughs> it's just, wow. um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's such a cool story. story too. Yeah. Yeah. God is, it's, it's one of those that's really fun to share. Cause it just is like only God could write it, you know, mm-hmm. like nothing about my life. I'm like, Oh yeah, I did that. I'm like, no, that was, I couldn't have done that if I tried, even my best efforts would have fallen short. So yeah a fun one so how did you end up in charleston from kentucky because those are two different <laughs> i feel like two different areas two different yes areas. yes um that's such a great question <laughs> um so uh, well let's see. so i have always loved charleston um 
I remember back when I was touring schools for college, um, College of Charleston was like top three. Clemson was up there too. Not that that's Charleston, but basically anyone you meet here, they're like, yeah, I went to Clemson. I'm like, that checks out. Um, <laughs> so I feel like the Carolinas were always kind of calling me. I did a lot of um, work in college um, through a ministry. I worked at a camp in North Carolina for several years. So I've just always loved the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of college and where I went, I'd never in a thousand years thought I would stay and go to the university of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I like, n- literally never in a thousand years. Um, but I, I did. And God was so kind about it. Like my community in college was incredible. And, um, and a lot of it too, I stayed at UK because at the time I was dating the boy I thought I would marry and you know, that, <laughs> that old tune. Um, yeah. and, but it all worked out and it was wonderful. Um, but all that to say, I ended up living in Lexington my, my whole life. Um, I never, wow. never moved away. Um, which I just always is still like shocking to me. Um, but it is what it was. And, um, I turned 30 almost two years ago now. Um, and I just remember I had moved home for a minute to start saving for a house. And that was the longest 13 months of my life living with my parents. (laughs) We survived it. Still like each other. Um, but in that, when I was staying with them, there was one night my mom and I were just sitting there talking and, she just kind of had this come to Jesus moment with me of, she was like, babe, I just, I think you're kind of lost. And at first I was like, hey, what? No, I'm not. Like, have you yeah. met me? I'm thriving. And, um, which was like totally my like defense mechanism. And finally I like let some walls down and really sat with that. And I was like, you know, you, you might be onto something like, I don't know. And, and then all of a sudden God just really started stirring in me, like, get out of the bubble, like get out of the bubble for a little bit, even if it's just for, you know, a year or whatever, move away. Like your people love you and they're still going to be here, but you and me, like, let's go have an adventure. um, Yeah. And, and for some reason, I remember I I always say like if I was moving and it was in my control and I could you know make it work financially and work and all that um, I want to live at the beach and Uh so check (laughs) so did that so many beaches there I know it's amazing I literally live 15 minutes from the beach I'm like what is my life um but yeah, the beach and I wanted to be able to go home, like drive home in a day if I needed to. And Lexington's about eight and a half hours. Um, so it's a, it's a drive, but it's totally doable. I can do it with my eyes closed at this point. I won't, I won't drive with my eyes closed. <laughs> but I could. Um, it's, so that was another huge thing. And my parents are older. Um, and so it just, and all, all of my best friends have kids for the most part. And you know, I just want to be able to like run home if I need to. Something mm-hmm. good or in between happens. Um, and then too, I I 
would say I'm a pretty brave girl, but not brave enough to move to a city that I know not a soul. Um, So I had a handful of friends that I was like, okay, I've got them. Like I've, I've got, I think at the time I, uh, maybe like five, I would say five friends that I was like, we're not besties completely yet, but like, give me a week in Charleston and like, we're, we're good. And that was it. Yeah, there's some community there. Exactly. So it was, you know, location. And then, and then I was able to go full time with this, with our company. And so I had done it in a, the goal was always for me to go full time with it. But from where I was, you know, just still really integrated with being in the brick and mortar of Twirl. And we were, that was kind of our home base and our office space. And so there was always this like, unless I physically remove myself, I'm never really going to take the leap to, to go on. So yeah, this, I moved last May, the first weekend of last May and went full time, kind of started my life over. Um, but it's, it's been amazing. Like it, you know, how I was kind of saying, like, God was like, let's go have an adventure. That's what we've done. Like it has been so good so good. Um, just in terms of, I don't know. And, and maybe that's, you know, kind of a message for, for all of our single friends is like, I, at least in my experience, um, it, because I'm the single friend, my life outside looks like I have a lot of capacity and availability to be and do all these things for other people that I would put myself to the side a lot. And I think that's a huge reason why I lived in Lexington for 30 years. Um, Mm. And all of a sudden, I, the whole time that I was wrestling and planning and doing all the things to move to Charleston, I just kept hearing God say to me, like, I just want you to bet on yourself for Mm. your, like betting on yourself is going to be worth it. And not in a, like, self-sufficiency gospel-type way, but in a, like, God's got me. And, like, I, I can jump at something for myself for once. And not in a selfish way, but in a way that, like, honors him and um, just ha- has really established so much confidence in myself and in where God has me in a way that I don't think if I if I'd stayed put for for that much longer and not that God wouldn't have blessed if I was like nope I'm gonna stay in Lexington until I take my last breath like my life would still be rich and full and beautiful but I don't know there's been something really special about this new season in Charleston and 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 just what God and I have done together here really really special for me I love that um you were (laughs) talking about your adventure with the Lord, because like you said, that's exactly what it is. It's a journey. It's an adventure. Every day we get a chance to do life with the living Lord. So I love that you said that. Um, So we're talking about singleness. What would you say is the most enjoyable thing about, I like to say singlehood. It's just like a quick reframe the word and like it gives it more meaning and context. So what would you say is the most enjoyable thing about singlehood? Oh, I love that. That's such a good question. I would say just the freedom to 
<laughs> I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's like the freedom to do what I want. Like, and, the, and I, yes. <laughs> right. Like, I don't have to check in and be like, babe, is it okay if I do this, that, and the other? And I'm sure like, mm-hmm. in Jesus name, whenever I marry someone that like, he's not going to like put a ball and chain on me, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just the freedom to be like, that feels life-giving to me today. I'm going to do that. Or, you know, I I literally just got home today from house and dog sitting at my friend's house since last Thursday because they were having a baby. They got induced on Thursday morning. And I I just kept thinking like, what a gift that these are the things I get get to say yes to because of this season God has me in. And and that kind of, you know, freedom to just – pick up and serve people in that capacity, I I recognize that that's not a thing that I'm going to be able to do always, you know, do, and it is so life-giving for me. And and for me, that's, I'm, I don't know if you are Enneagram world, but I'm a two. Okay. Um, I think so, I'm a two as well. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, I'll bend over backwards for anyone and everyone. And partially I've had a lot of therapy and you know we've we've worked out some codependent kinks but um (laughs) but to to realign that um again kind of how I said earlier I um like back home had basically like created a whole life of I think in my head I was saying it was like a service to my friends but really it was this like I think rooted in and I, I wanted to be needed and I think we mm-hmm. long for that in, in that longing for that in a way um, because we're built for community. We're built for a relationship. Um, but I think that that can get really messy sometimes. And I, mm-hmm. I think especially in singlehood because we don't have a partner and we, we don't have kids yet, you know, or, or maybe some people do have kids in singlehood. That That's real. Yeah. Um, but for my, me and my experience, I don't have that yet. And so, um, always wanting to like show up and be, would get complicated and messy with me to feel needed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, someone's not waiting for me to cook them breakfast or, you know, change their diaper or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like whatever it may be. Um, but in that same breath to put it in a perspective that is really healthy of, I was literally just thinking about it today as I was coming home, I was like, man, this season, I, I think it would be really easy to think as a single woman, like I am living less, like I have less because it would be really easy to be like, well, my richest, fullest life is yet to come because I'm in mm-hmm. singlehood. And that like is a lie from Satan that can just burn in hell with him. Like that, if you want to get me fired up about something, that will get me fired up. <laughs> yes. Um, because I think, no, like we get to live rich, full lives in every. Yes. And I just, it, it's, I, I was thinking today, I was like, what a season of I get to. Yeah. Like I can make a list of like, I get to do this. I get mm-hmm. to do that because God has me in this, in this season of singlehood. And, and I'm 
living in it in a really the healthiest space I've ever lived in it. Um, and that was it. You know, I was like, I get to say yes and hang out with the cutest dog in the world and love my friends by them having peace of mind while their whole life is changing in the hospital up the road, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it's, it's things like that. So obviously I'm a long winded talker, but my, my favorite thing, my favorite thing about singlehood is that, is that it's a season and that, you know, we're, we're always going to live in seasons of get to's, but I think in singlehood, we have such a unique opportunity of how we get to show up for people and for ourselves. Um, and so the freedom to let our yes be yes and our nose be nose and it not have implications, uh, really for other people other than ourselves is, is a really beautiful gift that I don't think we, um, but in the right parameters, it, it really is. It really, really is. So I would say that let's say just the freedom to live how I want to live my life right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like with anything good, there's also challenges. So what would you say is something or a few things that can be challenging about the season of life? Ooh, yeah. Um, I would say loneliness is probably um the the biggest one I remember (laughs) I remember when I so I live by I've lived by myself for for years now which is Mm -hmm. like amazing I I love it I think if I ever had to have a roommate again like I really think marriage will be hard for me and I mean it will be hard for Mm -hmm. me for many reasons but like to share my space again yeah little rocky um (laughs) but I'm sure I'll enjoy it um but I remember having like a massive breakdown I don't remember if it was to my parents or to one of my friends um and this was right before I moved back home for a season and I just remember crying saying I just want someone to take out the trash like I just you know like I I just want someone can shoulder the burden of the grueling parts of life of like making a budget and sticking to it and like (laughs) grocery shopping like I just wish someone would grocery shop and you know granted there's like things now that I'm like oh I can pay for that but it's it's not even that it's just the 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 task of it (laughs) the task of it and that I have I have Mm -hmm. everything um and so I think it's that piece um just the everything is on me and, and it'll, it, you know, it's a double-edged sword because part of that is the freeing part that I just spoke about. But then there's the other side of like, yeah, but I have to do, I do it all on my own, you know, yeah. and, and there's, we can have the most rich, full community of people alongside us. And I do, I do. I really think I have the world's best friends in the whole freaking world. Um, but also like they're not meant to have that role in my life in theirs. There's a a beauty for that and a reverence that I hold and they hold for me and with me of like, we can only be so much for each other to an extent. Like I think that Mm -hmm. there are so many 
things of like intimacy and friendship and, and things like that, that I've explored with the Lord over the years of, you know, if I never marry, am mm-hmm. I lacking? And the truth of it is no, but there are days that it feels like I am of like, well, it's easier for her because she has a husband, you know, like That's she so doesn't real. have to about her finances because her husband takes care of it. You know, she doesn't, you know, whatever it is. And <laughs> I can just remember when I moved to my apartment here, I live in an apartment complex and part of like, you know, the perks or services that are like embedded in the rent cost um, is there's a trash valet service. And I remember <laughs> crying, being like, God heard that I wanted someone to take out the trash for me. Yes. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it, that's so silly. Um, but it's in those little things that even in those moments that we feel alone or lacking, like God is so kind to show mm-hmm. up the funniest way sometimes of like a trash valet service. Like that feels so one, it's like kind of bougie and I love it. Um, <laughs> two, like that's only the people that know me and like really know my heart know that taking out the trash is like the thing that will trigger me to cry. I mean, yeah. it won't really, like it was the thing. It was the thing that I would always use as an example of like, this is when this sucks. Like, um, and then God was like, you're cute. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out, sis. Like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, I would just, I think it's that, um, just the feeling like it's all on you and the mm. reality is it's not, it's not. And, and to ask for help and to be vulnerable with people to say like, this is really hard. Or like, I wish, you know, fill in the blank of whatever feels heavy to you. It doesn't have to be taking out the trash, but like whatever you're, taking out the trash is like yeah give it give it to god and like he's gonna be so kind in ways you may never expect to be like (laughs) you're not alone though and and he's just really kind like that you know yeah so good so are you dating anyone right now (laughs) no i am not okay Um, I am not. I, so (laughs) it's, it's so funny. So I did this series on my Instagram called, tell us about this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Called cringe on hinge. Um, to just kind of the world of dating, because it is so grueling um Mm -hmm. like ask anyone that is dating I'm my friends are like are you on the dating app my friends that have like 500 kids I'm like don't even (laughs) don't even me don't even ask me they're like it can't be that hard I'm like you want me to cut you because I will I will cut you don't tell me this isn't hard I'm out here trying people I'm trying so make light of it so I never really touched the apps back home in Kentucky because I think maybe I got them on, on a couple of times that dating back home was so hard because I knew everyone essentially and it was like even if I didn't know them I would meet them and either it was like we went to high school or they're so-and-so's cousin or like they yeah. knew my you know it's like that laundry list of like all right cool Cool, 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 cool. Is it a small town like that? 
It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Lexington is like the second biggest city in Kentucky, but there's no big city in Kentucky. Okay. Um, really, really like demographically, Charleston is actually really similar to Lexington. Um, I've, I've told people, I'm like, Charleston is kind of like Lexington, just with a beach, which is fun. <laughs> which is fun for me because it brings like a lot of comfort of home. Um, but when I moved here, like literally the, the night I moved here, so let's like see what the dating apps have to offer. And at first it felt exciting. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I literally don't know anyone on these apps. This is incredible. Um, and a thing about Charleston dating <laughs> is it's a whole other can of worms. Um, okay. I talked to Caroline the other day and she yeah. told me this uh-huh uh-huh and it's funny because like our dating pools are so different because she's 23 and I'm 31 and like we mm-hmm. still say the same thing you know yeah uh, we have a lot of what we like to call Peter Pans um okay. they just want to play and play and play and never grow up and so okay. yeah um like right like it's real it's real. A um, lot of lot of like trust fund babies who just like want to go play on the boat all day and never really work. And yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Um, not to say not to negate everyone in Charleston. There are some really great guys, um, but they're typically not on the apps. So <laughs> so yeah. that's the thing. But all that to say, it. I, I went, I think I only went on one actual hinge date here and he was such a nice guy. Um, he just like, wasn't it for me. Um, but he like restored my, my faith in humanity and the dating apps. But then I, so I was off him for a little bit when I was talking to that guy and then I got back on and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is the worst. This is actually the worst. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to have a time with this because seriously, I would, I would screenshot and record things just to send to friends for like, yeah. be like, you would not believe this. And they're like, you're kidding me. You like, but I'm like, I'm, tr- I am, um, I, I am not making this. This is real. This is what I'm working yeah. on. That's how it is on there. <laughs> that's real. Like you cannot make it. I'm like, I wish I was this creative to make this up. I am not. Yeah. Um, and so I think someone one time was like, you need to like make a TikTok of these. And I was like, you know what? That would actually probably go wild on TikTok. And so that's- you, I, I look, And you have like, you had like 14,000 views on one of those videos. I know. It's bananas. They go wild. And yeah, so it just started. What's actually really funny is, so I did them on TikTok first and- I one of my dearest friends here in Charleston actually saw me on TikTok before we ever met in real life. Oh wow. Yeah, and then another like a friend, a good friend of mine now that I met through her um she didn't see me on TikTok but like we put like posted a picture together or something on stories and a friend of hers was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the cringe on hinge girl from TikTok." And I was like, "What? Oh my god!" I was like, "This is terrifying." I was like, "Oh no!" Um, but I was, but the, it was just you know, and people would come up to me like at church and so I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're cringe on hinge. Like you have to keep it going." So, yeah. have you done another one since then? No. So I'm off the app right now, okay. just because I was like, 
this isn't even so it was really fun because then it was just the like you know I'm just on here for fun at this point yeah it's just funny (laughs) it's market research you know yeah we're having fun and I also have my theories on how jacked up the apps are I'm like they just want my money and they're Mm -hmm. hoarding all the ones and I just I refuse to play the game even though I did um for a while but I'm like no I'm done you're not taking my money anymore this is not working out um so I'm off the apps currently um and I think in my last one I I said like I'm like so exhausted by this like I I think this may be my last for a while um but my last one I did oh my gosh I like got trolled about it by guys like someone slid in my comments like from hinge or just like just guys well both (laughs) so one guy came in and was like basically was like you're so mean you shouldn't be doing this like if I if I if you popped up on mine I wouldn't say yes to you and I was like well sounds like we both got the bullet and then he like continued (laughs) it was like this whole thing and then like girls started coming after him and the it was like a whole thing It, it finally got to a point that he was like such a jerk that I just like deleted and blocked him but Mm -hmm. then one of the guys (laughs) because I like block their faces I don't show their names like I yeah I I noticed that you don't put people yeah no I'm not gonna like I mean I'm blasting them but I'm not gonna like out them to the world um but one of them I can't remember oh no I remember he It was basically, he tried to act like it was a picture of his dog in his lap. And mm-hmm. it was definitely him showing off his crotch. Ew. And, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think my comment was like, we see what you're doing here. We Yeah. We see what you're doing. Like, that poor dog. Somehow, I guess, like, someone sent him the video and he commented on it and said, leave my dog alone. LOL. <laughs> I was like. Oh no. Oh yeah. It's becoming too much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this is this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, so I I don't know if I'll get back on it anytime soon, but I kind of want to be like, maybe I like open it up to audience. Like people can like send in their screenshots and I'll yes. just like go from there. But you know, with all with all my time that I have, this is always when I make them as like one random calm night where I've had like a glass of wine and I'm like I'm feeling just enough spicy let's go (laughs) right so we'll see but that um you know if we're not laughing we're crying so we just we just gotta go for it you know I love that yeah so what has your your dating life looked like in the past like before hinge and like maybe like life in Kentucky oh gosh non-existent really okay Um, (laughs) <laughs> no I say that um it's so I dated a guy uh, I mean we were really serious um we were children so what we thought was serious was you know whatever but we really did for a season thought that we would marry each other but um dated him for on and off for four years um and then was that this in was high school or college this was both so it's the okay. end of high school beginning of college like last two years of he's a year older than me so it was like my last two years of high school 
in his in my first years of college um and you know especially like being in the christian bubble like getting married that young is like not the craziest craziest thing in the world Uh Uh (laughs) but we love a bubble that tells us like yeah your frontal lobe just still isn't fully developed but like you should totally get married like what no (laughs) but it works for people and I'm so happy for them. Um, I'm just really thankful it didn't work out for me. Um, but dated him. But the hard thing about that was all of our best friends were still best friends. Like we were mm. made of best man in weddings together. And so it took me a very, very long time to get over him and move on. And like, cause we just, I've been like, we broke up from that really intense like it was a really intense breakup and mm-hmm. nothing else about our lives changed so it just I think that like really did a number on me um he's married to a wonderful woman now and I adore him and we have a great relationship but um it just it was really complicated and I think partially me moving to Charleston I mean you know it's been well over a decade since we were ever together but there was just this I don't know. Like it just was hard. And I think I didn't know. I knew I had like let him go, but the, just the entanglement of community was, it, it never ended. And so um, I think there was just this, uh, this hold on me that I totally inflicted on myself. Like it's <laughs> no fault but my own. Um, I just, I hindered my freedom to date and, and I, and, a season but um I would, I would go on to the people here or there and it just didn't work out and, and it got to the point that it had nothing to do with my ex like it was just but it's it would still be like oh well they know him or they're friends with him or they work together it, again it was just this entanglement of like I can't escape this <laughs> like I'm either related to you or we have some crazy connection or you're like kind of best friends with my ex-boyfriend like it just yeah. is it was really great um and even if I didn't have the backstory of of that I I still think it would have been really hard um mm-hmm. yeah and then here it it's been like I said I kind of was talking to a guy for a little while um he was he was a nice guy but I think for me too like I have to be pretty intentional about putting myself in places where men are. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like weird, but I work in the wedding industry and yeah. now work for myself. And so I work from home. Um, I actually go into um, the go and tell gal's office uh, three days a week. Cause I'm on their team. I kind of took partially Caroline's role. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, but all that to say, like, other than going to church or my natural life does not like help me engage with men, um, yeah. which I think is where the dating apps is like really helpful. Cause I'm sure a lot of people feel that as well, especially now yeah. that so many people have the ability to work from home. Like isolation is just rampant <laughs> these days. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I also think 
so open to dating. I'm so open to it. Um, and I'm always like, people, set me up. Let's go. Like, what are we doing? Um, that's so cool. I love that you do that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing. I would much rather be set up than, I don't know, just like a, an app meetup. Not that there's yeah. anything but that's how they used to do it back in the day. Like everybody knew somebody. Yeah. 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 But now my favorite is like (laughs) when like older people or people that have been married for a hundred years are like, Oh, I know a guy. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, what's he like? And they like list off, you know, all these things. And I'll be like, well, is he a Christian? Like, does he love the Lord? And they're like, Oh, actually I don't think so. And I was like, okay, well, just because he's single and relatively yeah. my age does not mean that he's a good match for me. But thank you so much. Even <laughs> like, like just because he's single and he's a Christian and he's your age. Like, well, that too. I'm like, is there anything here? Yeah. It's just yeah. so funny to me. So funny to me that they're like, you're single. He's single. This will work. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that is not how this works. Like, right. Um. So, yeah, I would say I'm the most open to dating that I've ever been in my life, um, which is really good. I I had to do some really intense therapy for about two years, just working through a lot of things that I, again, I think they were barriers I was putting up for myself that I didn't really know existed, but it was from a lot of my significant relationship, a lot of other things, too, that I think were hindering me to really confidently walk into dating in a in a way that was healthy for me and the and the person that I was spending time with. So yeah, I don't know. And I, I think that's something that is also a thing that's a gift of singleness, singlehood. I'm like such a fan of that. Um yes, yes I love it. We we have the capacity to take the time to do the work we need to do on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know that that's given enough credit. I I think we live in a culture that glorifies, quote unquote, like self-love and self-care and like all of these things. But I'm like, yeah, but is that like soul care? Is Mm -hmm. that, are you really caring for your soul? Are you doing the work to make sure that you are like stewarding your life in a way that honors God? And, And, you know, this is all within the understanding or assumption that you're a believer. Um, yeah, I think I just for a long time just settled for feeling okay and settled for just like, I just settled. I settled for yeah. mediocrity in my life and in my soul and it paid its, it's paid its cost. Um, in the last several years has been a lot of like undoing of that. Um, and I've had, you know, the gift of like processing that with just me and God, really, you know, and and we can do that within relationship or outside of relationship, but I don't know. I, there have been a lot to juggle when you have a relationship and you're also trying to, you're also trying to like help out. Yeah. Like I, I have friends, one in particular, that's in some pretty intense therapy right now and she's married with kids and she's like she literally we were just talking the other day she was like I don't feel like I have the space or margin in my life to even sit with you know Mm -hmm. like I'm doing this really hard 
soul work and counseling and like I have to show up. I still have to like wipe butts and cook dinner and like I I she was like I can't I can't show up for my like I don't have the margin for myself in this and that just like broke my heart and and the reality is is like that's not true like she can shift her life in a way that like makes margin for that but that's also real that's also just real um and so I I think it's a a real it put things in perspective for me and and also just reminded me of like man I really but also it's it's that both and tension Mm -hmm. of I wish I had little butts to wipe and to fix for a family but also I'm really grateful that I'm in a season where I can hold space and like if I need to be and I can turn on a rom-com that's sure to make me cry and get a good cry out and no one's asking questions or like mommy why are you sad you know like <laughs> there's you know or a husband that's like are you sad I'm sorry you want to have sex you know like, <laughs> I would like to not do any of that you know and so I think that's that's a that's a gift it's again it's it's all a both ends like it's hard, but it's good. And it's exhausting, but it's freeing. And it, it's all of it, you know, but that's yeah. life. That's so much yeah. of just life. But I don't know. So that's again, cool. that's my long answer of what's my dating life been like? <laughs> it's really been a lot of soul work is the, is the simple question um, or is the simple answer. But it's it's been a long road to get to a place where I'm like, the most confident to date that I've ever been in my life. And that feels really exciting to be able to say, which is, and there's always, you know, room for growth and all. Um, I'm not shaking in my boots at the idea of letting someone in. And that yeah. feels really good. Yeah. So, good. Hmm. so my last question is, if you could tell a single girl anything, what would it be? Mm. Have fun. have fun and I just I it's so I would tell her so many things um but mostly like sit around and don't believe the lie that your fullest life is waiting for you life is not and but you but you're in control of that you can sit and pout that you know, if you're longing for marriage and motherhood and all of these things, um, that's beautiful. And God honors that and hears you. And there is so much space to like grieve those things, the not yet of it. Um, but I just want speak so loudly to like, but do not sit and waste away what God has for you right now. Um, because you're, you're waiting for something else to come because news flash, those seasons while beautiful and glorious are also going to be really freaking hard too. Mm-hmm. Um, like life is never easy, it, but we can choose to live in abundance and in delight of where we are. And God blesses that like God is ever I one of my favorite Beth Moore quotes is God is ever after proving us genuine. And I believe that so deeply and I 
season of longing that that is so true of like but like what are we longing for you know when we really strip it back what are we longing for and is it again to like feel needed or is it to to abolish loneliness in your life or or whatever it is or just to <laughs> to have someone take out the trash for you you know whatever it is someone shoulder burdens with you um all of that has its rightful place of lamenting that it's not a part of your life yet but also I think if we sit in the sorrow of it for too long we are missing out on so much of the goodness that is right in front of us um and we just have to take the blinders off sometimes I think again it's a both ands like we can grieve and we can be joyful um you know, we, we can sit in the longing, but we can also go out and live our freaking lives and have fun while we're doing it. Um, and just, you know, I, not that (laughs) I've, I've talked to friends before of like your singlehood bucket list or whatever. And it's, it's not even that concept of like, do all the things now that you can't Mm do because the reality is like, you can do anything you want, any time of day, any time of life. Like, I mean, you know, whatever, give or take, but like, yeah. But also there are things that like you can do in freedom now that you won't get, that don't have as much freedom or flexibility um, as you have in this season. And so, yeah, I think have fun and like hold space for the both and, but also a person that's like, don't sit in your sulk for too long because it, it mostly because it doesn't honor God. It really doesn't. Um, It honors him in that, like, and in that you're bringing those things to him and that is beautiful and that's what he wants. Like, he wants his kids to come to him with all of it, you know, so that he can, like, kiss your boo-boo kind of thing. Like, he (laughs) he wants to care for us, but also, like, he wants us to feel free and, like, to live in delight of where we are. And so, um, just enjoy God and enjoy your life because yeah. it, your fullest life is not awaiting you. It, it's the right now. It's right. Yeah. Now. So, so good. that's what good as I'm it. preaching myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So where mm-hmm. can people find you online and Instagram and all the things? Yes. Come be my internet friends. Um, you can find me. I would say my Instagram is kind of the hub of all my, all my things. So my Instagram is, um, underscore Elizabeth Cox and you can, (laughs) you can see all (laughs) and all the things. Um, and you can also like, that'll take you to my, my businesses page and all that stuff. And my email, I'm, I'm ridiculously easy to find online. So Please, please come be my friend. I would, I would love to hang out with you on the internet. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before you leave, don't forget to come hang out with us on Instagram at Relatable Single Girl. See you there.